Welcome to Best Laid Plans, a Malifaux podcast. Episode 6, Trixie vs. DUA. We're professionals. Any, like, particular intro for this? It's been oh. so long since I actually recorded one. Not really. It's kind of a, hi, we're here, and this is what we're doing. Hi, we're here, this is what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, you could start it with... Hello, sports fans! It's your host, Douglas <laughs> <Family> Scoundrels! <laughs> you just go, uh, we're here to take prisoners and ass bleed. Funny, just move on. <laughs> Fine, okay, I guess we're, we're opening it with that. Uh, yeah, we're definitely, we're definitely keeping the very enthusiastic, <laughs> screamy sports announcer, man. Fantastic. <laughs> Can we cut in some like you know like Sunday night football music in in there? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I'll see what I can find, but like the cheapest, freest, like yeah, like a MIDI version, like even cheaper than your regular free Kevin McLeod stuff. <sighs> God, I'm just gonna go pop, bang some pots and pans together and play <laughs> sounds like the ESPN theme. Go buy an air horn and blast it in your mic. Ah, that feels like that would actually do actual damage to the microphone. <laughs> Probably. Hi, welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is episode six. Burr. Not actually involving sports whatsoever. Sorry to scare you. I'm your host for this episode, Douglas Scoundrels. Yes, I, in fact, changed my name on Facebook because I got confused with Doug Bowman enough that it got frustrating. Right. Anyways, for us today, we have two very very uh well rivals we'll call you rivals yes heated heated rivals passion burns in both their veins and they seek vengeance upon each other for wrongs done uh a millennial ago did i just say millennial you did fine fine it's perfect (laughs) yeah the best part about ad living is fucking up and it being funny anyways Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh yeah okay so we got roman heckenberger it is I. I return to to mete out justice upon my foe. And Nathaniel Luckett. Play your pathetic explorer society models, Roman Moto. <laughs> I'm Seto Kaiba now. Oh, I, th- I honestly <laughs> thought you were channeling like a, a pro wrestler, but well, actually, I mean uh, we're we're Millennium's old uh, rivals, so that's I went I went to I went to Yu Gi Oh. Okay. Seto Kaiba. Pro wrestler. I mean, I like Seto Kaiba does ha- does exude some pro wrestler energy. <laughs> it's his secret identity, the blue eyes, white dragon. <laughs> so th- these these two gentlemen are playing each other today. Uh, we have a bit of a quest for for this one, Roman. Why are we doing this specific specific matchup? Uh, we we are doing this specific matchup because, uh, well, Ivan has been uh, has has been put on the job to explore the bayou for interesting things. Uh, and Ma has gotten in the way one too many times. Okay, I thought I was meaning more along the lines of uh, people seem to think Ivan is. Oh, you wanted a serious uh, answer? Okay. Yeah, a serious answer. <laughs> I'm here to spoon with him. <laughs> oh God! Ooh. Operation Swap Ivan with Mordrake in the Mom Spoon. Got it. Anyway, yes, we as as expected because this crew is very good and more importantly multifaceted. There's a lot of voices online going, you know, DUA, Umbra, too good, please nerf, 
when guys, the, the models aren't even out yet, try playing five or 10 games against them. You'll figure it out. It's fine. So Nate and I have, have done a few of these uh, and he knows a decent amount of how to deal with them. So we thought we'd, we'd play this and on a fairly even footing of knowing what the other crew does, see how this happens and, and show, g- give us a chance during the game and after the game to talk about like specific ways to deal with the, the DUA and Umber crew. And also show that test subjects are broken. <laughs> yeah, t- we are going to really, really, sh- you know, shove that foot way down the throat if it ends up being you steamrolling Nate. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I have foot firmly placed in mouth and ready to chew if necessary. But I was going to say, do you have the, the crow in the uh, in the in the in the fryer ready to ready to eat? No, the, the crow is pretty much baked into my ranged attack. Mm, gotcha. Also, Jake's here. Hi, Jake. Oh, yeah. Jake. Jake's, Jake's going to color commentate, possibly. I don't know. He's just here. Yeah, whatever. This is his make-a-wish, and we're legally obligated to let him participate in the recording. Yeah, it's true. He just wants to see if I can get my master killed turn two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Challenge no accepted. <laughs> okay, let's, let's... Enough of the just awful jokes, Nate. Let's go into the nitty-gritty of what we're playing today. Uh, We've introduced our players. Our strategy is Symbols of Authority. We are playing on the... uh, What map is this? I didn't actually bring this up. This is the Automatic Lighthouse map in Vassal. Okay, we're on the Automatic Lighthouse map on Vassal. Uh, Wedge deployment is how we're going to be deploying. And... We have four schemes, Vendetta, Assassinate, Take Prisoner, Catch and Release, and Let Them Bleed. All right, someone, uh, Roman, Roman, describe the map real quick. I know I realize that we've given you what the map looks like, but some people don't want to go out to Vassal and find out. Like That's fair. That, that's effort, and Vassal is a scary beast uh, full of, of dark, shadowy lands and broken test subjects that could eat you. Uh, anyway, there's kind of a little pond in the upper right-hand corner, uh, a smattering of, of height one and two rocks, a few small uh, separated foresty bits, and a couple of hills, uh, one of which, as you would guess from the title, has a height six lighthouse on it, and a couple of little like shacks and maybe like an old rail car. That's really about the only thing we changed is the the rail car with fans on it. If you're looking at it, that we did declare as you can climb over it, as opposed to the initial way this is set up. It looks like it was meant to be impassable because it had an X on it. We have removed the X. Okay. A couple of things I, I guess would be of note. The hills are on opposite ends of the map. One on the top that contains the lighthouse and one on the bottom, which contains a smaller shack, big, Impassable houses are both in the middle of the map, slightly to the right side. All right, um, Nate, go ahead and declare your deployment. All right. I have decided to take this left side with this wagon train car thingy. Yes. Okay, so the lighthouse and the pond might not actually come into play at all during this game. We'll see. Well, they're symbols, so so never mind. They'll probably come to play. My bad. All right, let's go over crews. Uh, I guess because we announced them first. Uh, Roman, why don't you talk about the Department of Ungentlemanly Affairs? Uh, yes, this is my, uh, as I'm referring to it, the Department of Ungentlemanly Gardening list. 
so we have Ivan and Mordrick, as you'd expect, along with Gibson uh, and Eva. And then we bring an operative, a nocturne, and then we bring a botanist and Vernon and Wells. Uh, Ivan has a hidden agenda on him, and Gibson DeWalt got a pay raise and is now flush with cash. Leaves me with five stones. That man is two days away from retirement. He's not a cop. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Roman bringing in the Doug list. Nate, <laughs> how else? How are you sucking up to me? Well, you know, I'm I'm going in for the memes. Um, we got Ma Tucket. I don't have a name. I didn't make a name for this list. <laughs> we got Ma Tucket. She's been drinking too much coffee, so we got we got twelve cups on her. Uh, got her daughter, the little lass. Uh, we've got Big Brain Bryn. We have a Rooster Rider. We have a Soul Stone Miner. We have Gluttony. We have the Lucky Effigy with the Effigy of Fate, looking for that third turn emissary. And we've got three test subjects. Three tests. I think this is the first time I've seen like three of a minion brought in any game. Huh. I think this uh, this falls directly into the category of that's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. Okay, so we got Doug and uh, well, we we know for a fact that the reason this crew was brought was specifically to counter Ivan's summoning. So we'll we'll go with we'll go with Team Doug versus Team Dum Dums. (laughs) <laughs> it's a bunch of idiots and Bryn. <laughs> yep, that's uh, that's it. As the cartoon says, one's a genius, the other's insane. <clears throat> okay, we will go ahead and let you guys deploy, and then we'll talk to each of you about what your strategy is going to be and what you pick for your schemes. Okay. Okie dokie. Thanks. We have deployment outs. We have scheme selected. We have pit trap singular uh, placed on the board, as well as symbols. So the first one we're going to talk to is Nathan. Hello. Hey. All right. Let's go down my lovely list here. Uh, why specifically did you pick Bayou and Ma Tucket? Um, I mean, I picked Bayou because Bayou, you know, it, it felt bad not not playing my true loves last time. So I figured we'd uh, we'd break back into the uh, into the swamp folk. I know them the best. So hopefully my knowledge will help me put more pressure onto Ivan. And I picked Ma because with Ivan, there's going to be a lot of concealing. So her ability to put out focus on my friends is is a good plus. And uh, I wanted to put test subjects on the table, especially against Ivan, because he cannot summon against them. They only have willpower too. <laughs> All right, so that's that kind of explains your crew selection. Is there anything else of interest that you specifically brought for Ivan, or uh, or, or I guess the strategy or schemes? Uh, anything in particular? Or you just know all these models real well. Um, for Ivan, uh, I'd probably overtech for Ivan. If we're being honest, I've got. Gluttony, who can make his models eat his shadow markers, which would be really funny, and take damage, which I think is exactly the sort of thing Ivan doesn't want. Um, I've got the Soulstone Miner with Thriller Driller and just Demolitionist, so if I just throw him into a pile of shadow markers that Ivan's trying to keep himself alive with, I can make that go away. And then whenever the Effigy grows up into the Emissary, I can Steamroller into him. So we have a lot of shadow removal. And then we've got other pieces. The rooster riders fast for picking up symbols. The set, the test subjects just are going to have a lot of AP, so I can throw one out as a waster to try to go do stuff. 
Okay, uh, so why don't you go ahead and reveal to us your scheme selection, sir? I'm going with uh, the bold pick of Assassinate on Ivan to see if I can do it. <laughs> Again, I think if I can put the pressure on his shadow markers, I can get through. He's only got 11 wounds. I think I can cut him down, and if I have to put pressure on Mordrake, I can do that too. It means I'll probably have to try to pressure Gibson as well, because Gibson can heal Ivan, but we'll uh, burn that bridge when we get to it. And we've also got Vendetta of the Lucky Effigy against his Nocturne, because the classic cheese of I can grow my four-stone model into a ten-stone model and fight your five-stone model. All right, I have those written down. All right, cool. So why did you pick your deployment zone specifically? Um, I didn't want to give him too many of the concealing options that the DUA can turn into positives. So I've only got the one um, right in front of me. And I felt like there were some better defensive options for my symbols on this side. I've got some big rocks in this this hill with the la- the lighthouse that he's going to have to navigate versus his are pretty much out in the open, except for the one that's in the swamp over in the top right corner, which I can send my emissary over whenever I get that to go grab that symbol if I need to. Okay. Um, Just to repeat what happened here is that Nate was the attacker. He declared the left-hand side as his deployment zone. So the midline is going from top to bottom down the middle. I would normally ask any particular reason you place your symbols where they are, but with Wedge being how it is, there's not a lot of places you can place the symbols without them being just genuinely bad places to put them. Yeah, Roman put his pretty far forward, so we'll see We'll see how that works out. At least two of them. Yeah, you're, you're, one of yours is behind a rock, and one of them is you know up on a hill, so it's going to take a little bit of effort to get there, and you've got it slightly guarded with a pit trap, but then the, the other two are just way back in the corners as far as possible. Yeah. One, what is your general strategy for the game? How are you going to get your points? Are you going to try to score your schemes early? Are you going to focus mostly on the strategy? Are you going to focus on killing? What what you doing? Um, I think the big goal is I've got enough models. I can send I can send models out to go try to get those corner symbols. Uh, like the Soulstone Miner, he can dig away and then spend a couple turns going to get one. I could even send him up to the swamp one. It's actually probably a pretty good use for him since he has unimpeded. And I can send the rooster to go get probably the other one in the far corner. And the rest, I'm going to try to see if I can draw Ivan into a bigger fight and just try to overwhelm him with force, basically. We're kind of going going a bit of a heavy strategy. And if I can get him in with Bryn, I can shut down all of his triggers with knew you were going to do that. So hopefully we can kind of lock Ivan into a bad, bad situation. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. You did yeah. mention that Bryn might be the best counter play you have that's why that's why Bryn is the only high willpower model i have um is because he's a fairly safe model he's got you know we got serene countenance so if he does attack he is on a negative and that's not a negative that ivan ignores he's got protected by you so i can throw attacks on other models i'll probably buddy him up with gluttony because gluttony's got uh manipulative so as long as i can go with Bryn first and then follow him up with gluttony and keep him close i can throw attacks onto another model with negatives and can use stones and then, yeah, I can shut down his triggers, which will really give Ivan a bad time. All right, cool. And last but not least, what schemes do you think Roman is bringing? That is... Is that something you're not going to really think about right now? I'm feeling we've maybe got um, a catch and release with the botanist. Just kind of as a guess. Um, beyond that, 
maybe a take prisoner on Bryn um, because Bryn's pretty pretty difficult to take down, and I know Roman knows that. So if he feels he can get in and isolate Bryn, he might go for that. He could possibly just go for assassinate because Ma's not crazy hard to take down. So there, there are certainly plenty of options on the table, and I'm not going to put anything past him. All right. Okay, that's all the information we need. Why don't we go ahead and summon Roman? You can just skedaddle for a little bit. I will skedaddle. Okay. Okay, Roman. Ready? As I'm going to be. All right. Well, we already kind of explained why specifically bringing this faction and leader, but go ahead and humor us again. Yeah, sure. I a I just really really like this keyword. Uh, but again, the internet is as they do concerned about the keyword because it's not an obvious one, or it's not one that has an obvious way to deal with it. In part because it's fairly multifaceted. So we wanted to get this. I, I threw down the gauntlet at Nate and said, "Hey, I dare you to to break this apart." Uh, and Knowing him as I do, I'm sure he he's figured out a few things. And looking at this list, I'm honestly a little flabbergasted that he thought of a few things that I didn't, uh, but not at all surprised by that. Yeah, so that's why we're doing this. All right. So I'm I'm assuming you picked Ivan before you picked the schemes and strategies, right? I actually didn't uh, pick the schemes and strats. Jake uh, whipped this one up for us. Okay, well, you, you, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Okay, so this wasn't cherry-picked specifically for Ivan to be good at or bad at. I mean, would you bring Ivan in this in this situation normally, or would you pick a different Explorer's Master? Um. So Ivan is is flexible enough that I could bring him into this one normally. Uh, I think if I was just picking out of everybody, I might go for Anya over him in some cases, just because... She's very aggro, and I I see her playing in wedge about like the two Evix did. Just yeah, hello, yes, I'm in your face. Uh, but Ivan, I think into wedge is also going. Look, people are coming to me faster than usual. Uh, so let's let's play with that. Yeah, wedge weirdly benefits both slow and fast crews for different reasons. I guess maybe not fast crews, but aggro crews. Yeah, slow crews and aggro crews. Okay, why did you go? Why did you pick this particular crew? So in this case, uh, the Ivan's crew has Ava, and she's going to be instrumental in getting me those symbols, uh, especially the one up on the hill. And then the versatile models I brought in uh, can spread out really well between Vernon Wells and the botanist once I get some grow tokens on it. That was one thing I totally realized I didn't mention in the crew rundown. The botanist does have treasure map on it, so it gains... Deadly Pursuit and uh, Buried Treasure, so it can, as a bonus action, remove a marker within an inch of it. And then uh, once per activation, if an enemy scheme marker within Aura 6 is removed, the model may draw a card. This is not a scheme marker heavy pool at all, so I don't expect that to happen. But the fact that the botanist can now run around and go, I'm going to eat this pit trap and gain a grow token from it because it's a terrain piece, seemed like a good piece of tech, and they're also fairly survivable. Uh, I just really like the models. The one thing I'm wishing is I, I, as I set it up, I wish I would have brought two instead of Vernon and Wells. That would have saved me a couple stones, and then you can grow the botanists with the same amount of effort 
it takes to grow one, you can grow two with the same effort. But that's neither here nor there. We're doing what we're doing. Vernon Wells are just really fast and offer another shockwave. Okay. So anything, did you specifically choose anything for the available schemes or was it Ava for the strategy? I mean, it kind of, you're, you're most sound like you're mostly focusing on the strategy here. Yes. And that's part of because the, the schemes I took, there were ways to do this Trixie like, but I know Nate, he likes to play Trixie opposite my Trixiness. And I would normally think either catch and release or take prisoner in this would be fine. But I also know that Ma's crew, when you have Ma declared against you, her keyword is big enough and varied enough. You never really know which version of Ma you're going to see. And both of those uh, schemes really require you to say, there's going to be something in their uh, keyword or in their crew that I can either get in and get out quickly, or I can get away from the rest of their crew. And figuring I was going to see Bryn, I can't rely on triggers which is how you would usually get someone away and, and isolate them uh, with this crew. So I'm not going for that. I'm going for uh, Vendetta on Gluttony, uh, specifically the operative on it, because I figured I was going to see Gluttony once I thought about it a little bit, just because I know he can eat my shadows. And the operative d- ignores manipulative because it requires an enemy attack, and the operative's can consider themselves not an enemy to enemy models. So we're going to try and, and not only get points off hurting Gluttony a lot quickly, but also we're going to try and kill him quickly. And honestly, uh, he's enough of a threat of allowing assassinate against Ivan uh, by eating his shadow markers around him, that if I only get one point off of killing him, I'm fine with that. Because I might be helpfully denying another two, if that works out that way. Assassinate's the other one I took. That way... Essentially, I can, as much as possible, focus on just laying into Ma and Gluttony really early and either slowing down or or picking off the other models that are coming around, and the rest of my crew can run for the the strats as necessary. All right, cool. That covers up most of what we were going to ask or talk about. (laughs) What? I'm full of hot air. No. No, that's fine. (laughs) You, you You know how the rubric goes, so you can you know what I'm going to bring up anyways. So you were forced into this particular deployment zone. Did you have anything in mind with how you deployed your models or how you put out your authority symbols? Uh, So the authority symbols, I have two in the the far flung corners. Uh, So he's going to have to spend a little time to get there. I realize he has the soulstone miner, which is going to help with that. But it's essentially when it pops up, it has to be at least six inches out of the opposing player's deployment zone, which is which is going to limit how quickly it can get there, even with popping up. And I'm I'm expecting to lose a couple of them to them, but then the other two I have a little closer to the the point of the wedge uh, than most people normally would. And the idea was that way, whatever models are going towards them are going to be in roughly the same area, and I can hopefully dissuade them from doing that either by summoning stuff onto them or getting stuff in the way. Okay. One final question for you. And well, okay. Now two, two, two final questions. My bad. You kind of gave us a, a look, see what you were planning on doing, but anything else you want to mention about your general strategy for the game? Are you going to go for killing right away? You're going to go for uh, the strategy itself, trying to score your schemes early. What you, what you thinking? Again, I'm going to try and put the pressure on gluttony early to the point of 
if I just kill him turn one, I'll be missing out on a vendetta point, but it will give me enough peace of mind that I'm okay with that. The test subjects are really, there, there's no part of Ma's crew that I'm not at least a little concerned about. Uh, I've, I've played against one test subject before, and it took way more effort than it should have to bring down. And I don't have anything in, in the keyword that ignores armor innately that I brought. The only way I'm summoning a Brocken is off of Bryn, and that's a very uphill battle. Yeah, so I, I'm, the, the test subjects, honestly, what I'm, I'm hoping he does. The test subjects, if they run through a pit trap or other injured, they get a bonus to their defense and willpower. I'm hoping he accidentally moves them through a pit trap too many times, and I summon off of them because of that bonus. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I was thinking about that uh, as you were interviewing him. I was like, oh, that would. how can I get around these? And that occurred to me. Uh, I'm hoping that'll happen. If not, I'm just going to try and lay into them. Uh, this is probably going to be a crew where I'm going to want to do his shockwave more, uh, just to start pinging damage on as many of them as possible early, depending on what he does. If they stay clumped up, as, as Ma crews tend to do because of her uh, focused blast push, that might happen. And that would put the shadows close enough to his stuff that I'm not as worried about gluttony making me eat them right away. All right, cool. Uh, Last thing then, if you had to guess, what do you think are the schemes Nate is taking? I'm I'm honestly betting that he's he's trying for assassinate on Ivan just because of gluttony really is a, a good piece to enable that by Ivan likes to sit in a nest of shadow markers to say, no, you didn't hit me. No, you didn't hit me. And gluttony can go, <laughs> that's funny. Um, <laughs> okay. And so I'm him bringing gluttony. It might just be a good tech pick. It it's saying to me, I'm betting he has assassinate the other one. Ma Ma's teams are fairly aggro enough. He might try for let them bleed. And I didn't bring too many, like high point things like honestly he can he's going to want to go for dewalt anyway uh and vernon wells would be the other like top highest things and both of those are going to take a little bit of time to chew through so he can't just kill one and go to the next most expensive thing for the first point and i the summons wouldn't matter for the second point and the rest of the things i have are other than the botanist and ivan himself fairly squishy more drake's pseudo squishy like he's gonna come back but nate also knows enough that if he pressures more drake ivan's gonna go fine he's dead i don't care you've taken too many wounds off of me through my my totem and he has enough speedy things that he could start hunting my stuff that's gonna spread out to make that work so that's a possibility vendetta i i don't know offhand what he would bring on it the effigies available uh, and I, the, the rolly death pig wheel afterwards is, is definitely able to get places and kill stuff. So that's also a possibility. I think take prisoner and catch and release. It's just not a good options in this case. So I'm, I'm betting it's, it's two of the three that I mentioned. Okay. Uh, sorry. What were those three? Uh, assassinate vendetta, probably the effigy on really anything I have, uh, and let them bleed. All right. Thank you, Roman. Um, we can get Nate back in here and you guys can start playing. End of turn one, we have Nathan here first to recap what happened during that t- 
turn. Nate, why don't you go ahead and give us an overview of uh, the moves you made? All right. So um, kind of spent a lot of time in my deployment zone. Um, not many not many models have left the deployment zone. <laughs> but that's kind of, you know, your first turn. Ma engine slightly reduced from pre-nerf. Uh, so we activated our lucky effigy, put up lore of luck. Um, and then we activated Ma. Everyone's, everyone had a focus one standard bubble stuff. Uh, Soulstone Miner has buried, so he's out of the way. Little Last whiffed both of her horrible hollerins. I was trying to push test subjects around in pit traps. But that's fine. She can waste bad cards all day. Bryn was able to do some stuff. Uh, got an extra focus on a test subject. Made one move around and get more injured and go places. Do stuff. And then he also just focused some more, I think. No, he did something else. Oh, yeah, he rigged the deck like he does. That's that's the thing Bryn does. I know that. Yep. Big moves are the, the biggest move is Roman, you know, made the made the error of slightly moving forward a model where my rooster rider could get within 14 inches of it <laughs> with two walks and a reckless attack because he already had focus from Ma. Uh, so I one shot the operative off the table because I had a couple severs in hand. I knew I could make it happen. Nice. This is so. your first. This is your first move out of your deployment. Zone. Yeah, yeah. The rooster. Uh, other than like pushing test subjects around with Bryn and Ma and the little lat. Well, the little last didn't move anyone. But yeah, the rooster rider spent his activation. He's standing by this rock by my deployment zone and just absolutely sniped the poor, poor, um, poor unfortunate operative off of the table even though he had concealment didn't even get to activate the poor girl yeah i didn't i didn't want her doing stuff and being an act being an activation up against a summoner especially gives me gives me that gives me that good plus roman threw a bunch of shadow markers with his black soul stone into my into my cluster of models as i kind of figured he would which really only resulted in one damage to my effigy um <laughs> turns out aura of luck is a nice thing to have whenever people are throwing shockwaves at you um and then he threw a deva at gluttony which popped out fine that was moderately painful i stoned off most of the damage but i knew i knew he'd get at least one summon off so he threw out the deva and then gluttony went and proceeded to tell it to go stand in a pit trap take a bunch of damage from that and then charged it and ate the said deva so the summon that he so graciously put on the table also died without activating, which got me a pass token. So that's nice. I've got that for initiative this turn. <laughs> I mean, it sounds all good in theory, but I'm still like, I'm playing very defensively. And with, with the strategy I've said I wanted to employ, I'm, uh, I need to get more aggressive. Like I definitely want to get that Nocturne dead so that I can at least score the back half of my Vendetta. And just run the emissary off next turn once he grows up. Assuming he grows up, I really need to really need to defend the effigy because I feel like Roman's gonna want to just murder that thing off before it transforms. Most which is do. yeah, most people do. Probably sees my vendetta coming from a mile away. He might think I already have it off the operative, and if I was thinking smarter, I probably would have put it on the operative instead of the nocturne. Because the DUA type models are generally slightly easier to kill than the umbra models just because they have such high defense and i really only attack defense so that's a mistake on my part i yeah i'm gonna just put i'm just gonna put a pin in that <laughs> okay 
Um, and then my last activations after Roman did some stuff, dirtling around with Gibson, drawing some cards off more Drake, secret passaging Ava up, and I just had a bunch of test subjects. Um, so two of them charged into Ivan. They're in good position where if any of his nearby models cheat, I can charge other stuff because Ivan doesn't have an engagement range. Yeah. So if I get a scamper off, I can charge Vernon Wells. I can charge more Drake. I've got some pretty decent options if he cheats anything with any of those models nearby. Um, Just to kind of, you know, put out some ping damage. Um, I did get a slow off on my my one of my test subjects that activated. I got a slow off on Ivan, but he, of course, shuffled that to more Drake. So at least more Drake's slow. That's fine. If I can put some damage on him and maybe have him drop that two irreducible for re re coming back or just have him take more Drake off the table. Either way, I will be okay with that. Yeah. Um, and then my last test subject just went up and buddied up next to gluttony. So he can't, he has harder line of uh, sight lines to drop black soul stones, but he, that's also a gun action. I believe black soul stone is so he can't do it while engaged. Let me double check that before I make. Yeah. Okay. Black soul stones, a gun or a projectile. So we can't do that while he's held up by these two test subjects. So, which is good because all that cluster damage is rough. So if Ivan's kind of stuck in with these two test subjects, he can't throw a bunch of damage out of my crew unless he's using single target damage like the uh, runic siphon. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So you mentioned killing the operative before it got to even activate, and you pretty had pretty much responded very very well to the Deva coming in just using gluttony's activation to take it off the table before it could do anything. Did anything go wrong this turn for you? Um, not necessarily anything went wrong as much as it just, it feels like I'm slow right now. Like it, I, I'm, I feel like I'm going to start losing the attrition battle. I've made good strides to try to bandage the damage that's going to happen, but it's going to start getting rough and I need to try to be a pretty preemptive Goals being, I'm probably going to try to go for the botanist before he starts eating markers and getting big, because that's another kind of piece of attrition I want to win while it's weak. Trying to trying to pick at the weak points before they get strong, because I know Ivan's just going to wreak havoc unless I can actually do a ton to him. Okay. Uh, are you going to go in on any of your schemes this upcoming turn or, or attempt to do so? I'm going to throw damage at Ivan. I might have to hold off on attacking the Nocturne. I know he's probably going to use that to run the lower symbols. So my rooster can probably try to harass him maybe next turn. So I'm not going to worry about my Vendetta this turn. Okay. Um, If it happens, if I find a good shot on the Nocturne, I can. But that would be the rooster would have to focus and attack. And if I need to, I'll do it. But the rooster's probably going to focus on the botanist for this turn and do as much damage as he can there. Okay. What are you thinking for the strategy, since almost all of your models are in the middle or in your deployment zone, with the exception of the Rooster Rider? Yeah, that's going to be rough. Um, I'm probably not going to get the strategy next turn. I'm just going to be straight up honest. We're going to bring the Soulstone Miner up to that top right flank where that symbol is and try to grab that. If I'm, I can maybe do some clever with Gluttony and the test subjects, because I can use Gluttony to do... Um, Maddening drums on a test subject, but instead of pushing towards the marker, I can do a charge because it's still a push. So I can charge in a different direction. So I could maybe use test subject three to push towards that other symbol behind Mr. Mordrake. Okay. 
So that's kind of my general plan, but it depends on what I need gluttony to do. And if I can't get it, I can't get it. It's fine. I will. Fair. I'm going to push through and try to win. Try to make sure I can overwhelm before he gets this attritional advantage. All right. Last thing. What What do you think Roman's going to do next turn? What do you think his strategy is going to be? It doesn't seem like he got a whole lot done the first turn, but as you said, it seems like he's probably going to win an attrition battle if you don't uh, clean house quick. Yeah, I mean, Ava's definitely going for picking up symbols. I mean, that's what you'd expect from a model with Secret Passage. I think he's going to send her up to that top one, so I might have to send the little lass up to harass. Um, either that or he'll send her up to the one at the lighthouse. Either way, I might have to dedicate the little lass to trying to holding her up. Other than that, it's hard to really tell because he it hasn't been in a position to set anything up scheme-wise, as far as I can tell. He's not really projecting a vendetta target that I can think of. Um, maybe the botanist, just because they get so so strong. But what's their soulstone cost on a botanist? Six. That's six. Oh, okay. They're six. Um, okay. So maybe botanist versus gluttony is he might be doing kind of a similar thing, but they're pretty far away. Um, he's not really projecting assassinate, but there hasn't been much going on as far as letting Ma be vulnerable. Take prisoner is always an option, especially for a summoner. Yeah, um, I feel like he's probably not going for let them bleed, just given the given how I'm kind of seeing the crew operate right now. But okay. that could change depending on where he puts pressure this turn. All right, uh, I think there we're good. Let's go ahead and get Roman in here. All right. All right, Roman, end of turn one, and uh, from an outside, it looks like things didn't go terribly well for you, but... No, not particularly. All right, why don't you go ahead and give us a quick recap of your moves during turn one? So, uh, a lot of the beginning of the turn was kind of setting up future movement possibilities while waiting for him to kind of show what he was doing. I was really trying to, to not go with... Ivan, Mordrake, or DeWalt until after Gluttony went so I could actually get out some shadow markers and make use of them without fear of having to eat them. Didn't Wasn't able to do that uh, ultimately, but I was able to tie up Gluttony uh, with a summon uh, at the cost of losing it because uh, one of the big reasons I couldn't do much this turn is I haven't seen a hand that bad in eight <laughs> games. Uh Thankfully, one of the cards is the Black Joker, so I'm I'm good with that. Uh, but I had four cards under of five or under, and I found two more when I stoned, wow. uh, which normally I don't do turn one, but it's wedge, and I needed something to hit target numbers. There's a decent amount of of card draw in this uh, crew if you set it up right, and I of the cards I drew, uh, one of those was above a five. Uh, and it was able to uh, to get an extra couple actions out of Ivan, uh, or extra action, I should say. <laughs> so yeah, not not great. That said, oh, and really, apart from the hand, the worst thing that happened is the operative died, and I had nothing to stop that from happening. So I'm operating two points down because my vendetta target died before it could do anything. Literally, yeah, it didn't even activate. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was that was upsetting. But he he prepped right, and I did not respect the 14-inch gun on the Rooster Rider. My one hope right now is that I can basically 
bluff something else to freak him out and make him think that I'm doing other things and get him to divert attention to trying to stop those instead of showing for assassinate or excuse me showing for vendetta showing for assassinate is i still want to kill gluttony like that will make my life a lot easier and probably should happen but it's now that i'm not getting points for it it's not a this has to happen first so i might delay on that and then just wait for ma to come forward a bit and lay into her depending on what my hand looks like this next turn and what he does but yeah overall this was a an awkward turn. I am set up for uh, Eva to score on the symbols this turn, and I I don't see him scoring symbols this turn without really overextending something key to get some movement tricks off on the test subjects that are in Ivan's face at the moment. Yeah. Okay. So it it looks worse on the table than I think it actually is. Uh, I think we can come back from this to at least tie, hopefully. But that coming coming into turn two, knowing you're operating two points down is never a good feeling. No, it's not great, but weird things happen in this yeah. game. So you could definitely eke out a win. It's mm-hmm. not out of the cards. Mm-hmm. Kind of talk about what definitely poorly happened. What what went well for you this turn, at least? Uh, what went well for me is I, because of some bad flips, I actually changed where Vernon and Wells were going to go. I was going to set them up to run a symbol this turn. But I can I, I held them back because I didn't flip the onward high enough and had nothing to cheat it, which means I can instead essentially use them as a, a mobile negative willpower uh, attack platform, which is going to limit his ability to make Gluttony make Ivan or anybody eat shadow markers uh, as long as Vernon Wells stays there. And then I can focus more offensively using Vernon Wells shockwaves to hopefully drain his hand early. Mm-hmm. So that's that's good and... Thankfully, uh, with that not setting up to run a scheme or run a strat this turn, uh, the test subjects did not uh, start to to gang up on Eva, and she was able to kind of jump to where she can get the symbol this turn pretty well unimpeded. He might send the little lass or the last test subject that he didn't go fully up there with, but she has Don't Mind Me. So unless he physically blocks me from getting to that symbol, which... You need two models. Well, where where she can jump to currently, I think there's like a spot where if he gets something up there, but I think that's out of range for his test subjects to get to without help. So... Okay. We'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. All right. So that's your... Let, let's... You kind of talked about it. What, what's your general strategy for the next turn? Who are you going to go with first? What are you hoping to accomplish? Well, I got a couple mini games of concerns to to do earlier rather than later. Those test subjects on Ivan could beat him up a little bit. I'm honestly okay with that because Gibson's right there, and if I can heal Ivan and draw cards if I find another tome uh, for uh, tools for the job, I'm okay with that. He can pour actions into that. That's fine. Uh, what I'm more concerned about right now is Mordrake has slow from one of those test subjects hitting Ivan. And if I don't have Mordrake go early to get rid of that slow, Ivan can't send slow to him again if they beat up on him. So Mordrake's probably going first or second. Uh, the only person I might have go before Mordrake is the botanist, and that's because the botanist can at least eat the uh, corpse that the poor operative dropped 
which not only gets the botanist the first grow token and helps them out, uh, but also keeps gluttony from potentially getting over there and eating it. I, I doubt that's going to happen, but so yeah, Mordrake probably first, then probably the botanist. And uh, I can wait on Eva because again, he's not going to body block me there. So yeah, really, really this turn is, is kind of wait and see where he's sending things, weather the storm and then hit hard back again, either gluttony if that opportunity presents and I can just make my life easier or if he brings Ma forward, I'm going to, I'm going to swing on her real hard. Okay. Last but not least thoughts, general thoughts on uh, what you think he's Nate's going to do again, between having gluttony to eat the shadow markers that keep Ivan safe and pouring two test subjects onto Ivan early. I, I think he's got assassinate like that. It's a good pick in this case. It's one of the few times getting rid of or taking assassinate on Ivan's a good idea. I think his second one, this crew normally operates fairly tight except for some outliers, but he's not going for any outliers. So I don't think he has take prisoner. He might have catch and release. Uh, he, he could definitely just stay in there with the third, probably the third test subject or just one of them that is now because you have to declare one. He's probably got, if he's got catch and release, he's got it on the third test subject. He's going to send them into Ivan or Gibson and then we'll later get them out and run them off. And Nate, Nate's tricksy. He might do that with the rooster rider too, but I feel like the rooster rider being one of the faster models has to be running symbols. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking probably assassinate and catch and release. All right, I think we got everything we need. Let's get into round two. Let's bring Nate back. Now we're actually recording. Okay, Nate. Ah, <laughs> oh, hey, it's Nate. And it's the first time two. we're talking talking about top turn two. And end, end, end of turn two. Not top yeah, that, turn that two. one. Oh, the God. end of that. Yes. Yeah, God, we're just now starting turn to. Anyways, uh, things did not go as well for you. You were currently behind two to zero. Why don't you go ahead and talk about your moves and generally what happened? Yeah, we've got some uh, some pressure issues. Um, so we had a we had a we had what appeared to be a strong start. I had the rooster rider go and take a shot against the botanist. And I saw my red joker very early and put him down from seven to one wound. Unfortunately, then Roman severed eating a corpse marker from the operative I killed last turn. And now the botanist is at six wounds and he's got his plus one grow token. So that red joker did a whole one wound. We love that. Yay. Otherwise of note. I uh, just kind of moved some models forward. I sent my, I activated most of my test subjects pretty early just because I had the two that were engaged with Ivan. So I let them kind of wail on him for a minute just to waste activations. Um, we brought, I had Mago drop another focus on it, a bunch of models, the kind of last remaining models that were still in the cluster back behind her. And then we charged her in with the thought of having Ivan in the diversion aura from 12 cups of coffee. So he wouldn't be able to jump around more on that later. That went, uh, you know, swimmingly in my, <laughs> in my utter brilliance as a Malifaux player. So we sent Ma in. We actually, we also sent Bryn in for the, um, knew you were going to do that aura. 
Plus, I put a slow on Mr. Moore Drake, which was wonderful. Um, Little Lass used her horrible hollering to push another test subject, get him a charge, uh, get a scamper towards Gibson. And then, yeah, I made a mistake. I uh, believe he cheated with Mordrake on Mordrake's turn. Mordrake or Gibson, someone who was within six inches of everyone. Basically, I ended up blocking off Ma's sightline to Ivan. So he was no longer in the Diversion Aura. And he has now teleported back and away out of both Bryn and Ma's auras. And has just been absolutely devastating Ma with um, runic siphon attacks. So Ma's on four wounds. I have a Deva touching me in all the bad ways that Davis touch you. And Roman has scored assassinate, and I've done nothing to Ivan of any kind of note. He's at full health, and Mordrake is slow. And Ivan is far away from this big cluster of models with a shadow marker next to him. That's basically the brunt of it. Roman did about what I expected, used Ava to score a symbol by teleporting to the lighthouse, or the, the rock where the lighthouse is on. Um, I brought my Soulstone Miner up. He's going to go get that symbol that's in the swamp. He really can't stop me, but that's going to be next turn, so I'm a point a turn behind on symbols, which is not great, but it's kind of how we expected it to go. Okay. Did anything good happen? I've gotten a little bit of damage out. I think I can put Gibson out of the game next turn. If I was smarter, I'd probably be able to have more hurt on Ivan, but that was totally my fault, and that might even cost me the game. Lucky Effigy slash he's going to be Emissary here in a second can probably threaten the Botanist. Even now that he's did Defense 6, I can hopefully chew through him. But I'm probably going to have to go early with something like Gluttony to try to get Gibson taken out of the game. Or Ma while she can still activate and not be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, fair. So, you generally, your previous strategy was you know, hit him hard turn two. Would you say that went well? No, no. Um, hard of the cards slash forgetting how some things work was not in my favor. So we just have to uh, pick up our pieces and um, go from there. It looks like he's going to use Vernon and Wells to score his next symbols on the one that's by my rock. So that's unless I send a little ass or someone in to deal with that. That's not much I can do about that. What's your strategy going into turn three? And will we see a scheme finally being declared? It's it's really going to come down to activation orders, because I'm probably going to want to go with Ma first before she dies, and then Effigy. I'm basically going to try to dedicate Ma. If I go with Ma, I'll probably dedicate her to Gibson, and then dedicate the Emissary to the Botanist, and then I can dedicate the Rooster to the Nocturne. And while I probably won't be declaring the scheme, if I can kill the Nocturne, I'll have my Vendetta point in the bag, because then the, emiss- the Emissary can just disengage from the entire combat for the rest of the game. Other than that, I should be getting a symbol, and who knows if I can put enough damage on Ivan at this point? That'll depend on how many of the test subjects I free up, but we shall see. Not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, who knows? It might go real well. Never know. We have we we hold the faith. Yes. All right. Let's let's get Roman in here. Alrighty.
All right, Roman. Um, change of fortune for this uh, next turn. Things went considerably better for you than the last one. Why don't you go ahead and give us a recap of your plays? All right. Uh, big plays here. The botanist, after getting a real being left on one wound by the the red joker from the rooster rider, uh, then got equally almost equally lucky and uh, eating the corpse of the operative friend uh, healed it for five that you were lucky severe flip and the plus one it gets for getting its first grow token and is then sped across the map to uh, engage that rooster rider and is kind of just hanging out there holding the rooster rider from just randomly shooting everything. And I mean, the, the effigy is going to turn into a, uh, to the emissary here momentarily and steamroll through us, but not much I can do about that. Other highlights, Eva did jump over and grab the symbol that was up on the hill and is now in a pretty good position over this turn and the next to walk to the far corner in that direction, uncontested to grab the the symbol up there. Vernon and Wells jumped over a few people and walked around behind a rock, so either he, or either they rather, uh, or the botanist can get to the symbol behind the rock there, and whichever one doesn't depending on how the turn goes, can start moving towards the one in the lower left corner. Other than that, the the center of the table, kind of in between a, a house and the hill here, really just turned into a line of models all in base contact with each other because of the... Yeah, it's it's like watching a a like it's like watching Braveheart. You got the the two lines of troops just running into each other until they can't move. Uh is kind of what happened here. I got honestly lucky. Uh he had Ivan both uh in Ma's diversion aura, so he couldn't shade step away, and in Big Brain Brins, uh knew you were gonna do that, so I couldn't declare any triggers. And uh, I, I cheated one defense flip on something, and all his test subjects scampered uh, and blocked off the sightline to Ma, so I could at least jump out and just laid waste to her. I have her down nicely, got assassinate, and I have a Deva that hit her as well. So yeah, uh, those that's that's really the the highlights of what happened. More Drake and Gibson are for the moment holding the the line. All right. Um, anything go bad generally for you? Um, I had a few points where it's like, I, I, you, you do the thing where you flip one under what the other person flips or you flip one under what your, your target number is, but I was able to, to cheat the ones of those that mattered. Ultimately, no, this, this was a turn that was due to his one, his one mess up with the scamper turned out pretty well for me. If that hadn't happened, we'd be having a different conversation, but yeah, it didn't. No, it didn't. Okay. Um, obviously, scoring two points—one for the strategy and one for one of your schemes. Are you thinking you're going to be able to get the second point off of that assassinate? I'm really hoping that first activation here is going to be killing Ma with that Deva. Okay, and probably almost—I would say almost guaranteed—your second point for the strategy. So you're doing pretty well. Um, do you have any idea what his schemes are? Based on the that he just keeps kind of crowding in to Ivan whenever possible with the test subjects, I'm I'm still betting he has assassinate there, and I just managed to slip the net due to that scamper mess up. Beyond that, he's not really bothered with Vernon and Wells, so I doubt it's the uh, make them bleed. I doubt it's make them bleed. Let let them bleed. Yeah, let them bleed. Thank you. Based on that, I'm I'm betting it's Vendetta, but I have no clue what it's on all right what 
is your strategy going into turn three outside of assuming you're going to activate the Deva first and kill Ma and as well score with either Ava or Vernon and Wells or the botanist. Yeah. Um, strategy turn or strategy this turn is kill Ma grab symbol. Um, and I have a couple options on those two. And beyond that, um, I'm going to start trying to, to do some more damage to these models before they overrun my couple guys in the middle. <laughs> I have a Nocturne I'm kind of bringing up from the south, uh, who, if he gets in on a couple of the guys in the middle, will be at positives to attack and damage because of a Shadow Marker there, which could they, they hit pretty hard if you can actually manage to get that going correctly, which I've not this game so far. He's been more of a utility pup. But that could help. Otherwise, I think Gibson's probably going down this turn. Uh, but if he's putting currently Gluttony and two test subjects to do that, I'm okay with it. It's just going to make uh, turn four and five a little more difficult for Ivan and could definitely lead to a late game assassinate to helping him out if that happens. All right. If there's nothing else you want to chat about, we'll go ahead and bring Nate in. Bring it on. Or wait, no. Um, sorry, you're you're second. All right. Yeah. Well, he he's still got to come back so we can play the game. Yes, we'll bring Nate back and get to turn three. Thanks. Yeah. Everyone needs to hear what's inside of my mouth. Okay, end of turn three. Nate, go. Yeah, we're with Nate. Nate, go ahead and tell us uh, how that went for you. Um. Uh, well, unsurprisingly, Ma's dead. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I won initiative, so I got another turn out of her. Um, we used that to bonk Gibson on the head. So we took him out, which was kind of according to plan. Um, the, and then he moved with, I think he went with Vernon and Wells to grab the marker real quick there before I could do anything about it, which was fair. I sent and oh yeah. And then he, um, attacked my rooster rider with the, the range attack and I failed to glimpse the void. So I lost my, my rooster was off the table for the turn. Oh, goody. It's okay. It came back. Um, so then I used the lucky emissary to take out the botanist before it went because min three versus six wounds, two attacks dead. Cool. Love it. Cool. Beyond that, what else happened this turn? Um, we've just kind of been trading a little bit. He threw the Nocturne up into Gluttony and Bryn, which is actually not terrible. I uh, should be able to take that out and secure my Vendetta with the Emissary. I won't be able to get the first point for it, but we will live with that. There was some, <laughs> oh God, there was some nonsense with Mordrake doing, needing to cheat for a teleport, which triggered two test subjects scampering which one of which just moved the two inches. The other one charged Ivan. And then that triggered one of the test subjects moving triggered the Deva's duel, which could have potentially triggered another attack. <laughs> Basically, there was this big cluster of obnoxious target numbers where there could have potentially been like three or four out of action actions. Ugh. Um, beyond that, I sent the little lass in to bonk the Nocturne near the end of the turn, so he's down to two wounds. Uh, Gluttony should be able to just eat him at the end, or at the start of next turn, hopefully. And my Soulstone Miner got his uh, symbol, which was in the plans. And I have a test subject who 
is lined up to grab a second one for me for next turn and then probably send the Lucky Emissary after a third one for last turn. Did Ivan get a summon off? Ivan did not get a summon off this turn. He was not in a good position for it, and he didn't want to... Basically, anywhere he would have been where he could have gotten a summon off, he would have been seeing Bryn, who would have told him not to summon. Uh, Okay, fair. All right, so you got yourself a point for the strategy. Anything for schemes? No schemes as of yet. Ivan is at six wounds, so he was one off of the threshold of getting my assassinate. Hopefully we can change that next turn. Hopefully. So we're, uh, FYI, we're looking at a 3-1 score right now, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In a, in a way, 4-1, because Ma's dead, and that's not changing. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, still, we gotta calculate them the right yes. way. Yes. Yeah, as it is now, it is 3-1, his favor. Okay, doke What would ter- what would you say was the worst thing that happened? I mean, losing Ma, obviously, but you saw that coming. Yeah. That wasn't too bad. Um, Honestly, like the rooster just disappearing for the whole turn and me knowing he was going to put it somewhere he wanted it uh, was kind of rough. I kind of wanted to use the rooster to get the nocturne before it went into that combat, but that's fine at this point. I've been, I just kind of sent the rooster to harass Vernon and Wells at this point. And now I've literally got Vernon and Wells backed up against a rock. So (laughs) my last symbol should be pretty safe. Um, unless, I mean, he'll have to kill the rooster to get through it. So it should be fairly safe at this point. If I can activate early, I might be able to, if not kill Vernon Wells, knock him, knock them down to pretty low and make them try to not die to the rooster. Who's in two wounds and very angry about it. Very angry rooster. Very angry rooster. Okay. So no big surprises last turn then really outside of, outside of the rooster rare to being buried. Yeah. Mostly just a big clash. Okay. What? do you think is his remaining scheme? I'm really hoping that it was <laughs> that it was Vendetta with the with the operative, given he hasn't declared anything, but I'm not going to hold my breath on that. Catch and release seems fairly unlikely. Actually, yeah, if, if it was, it would have been the Nocturne, if he actually still had it, and he would have done that against Gluttony or Bryn or both currently, because he is engaging them. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's that. I don't think he's playing for Let Them Bleed. He put just too much power into Ma and wasn't really worried about anything else. And he hasn't even looked at Bryn. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it might be a vendetta. Either the Nocturne's still going for it or it was the operative or it's something else I'm not seeing or maybe a take prisoner still. But we're all kind of bunched up, so I don't know if he's going to have a good opportunity for that other than like the last point. So hopefully I can squeak through on that section of this game. Okay. Yeah, you might squeak by on a, on a win here. Well, we'll see. Uh, so nothing else really of note. It sounded like there was like a lot of big surprises or... Yeah, this was just like actions happened and then we're kind of still in a similar position to where we are. Just a couple models are down. Yeah, very, very similar to the start of the turn. So, okay. Well, that means we have a short round recording. All right, talk to you after round four then. Yes, sir. Let's get let's get Roman in here. Okay, Roman, end of turn three. Um, Nate didn't have a whole lot to say. It didn't sound like there was anything super interesting or swinging happening, but why don't you give us a recap of what happened for the DUA? Yeah. I would overall say Nate's Nate's pretty well correct there it kind of happened as we called it 
Lucky Emissary killed the... Botanist. Botanist, thank you. Lucky Emissary killed the Botanist before it could go. And I killed Ma, as as hoped for. The The really funny thing that happened was we, we had a little game of ping pong happening due to how test subjects have both flint no not flinch twitchy whatever it is that that twitchy has where if someone cheats they move and then test subjects specifically whenever they would push which is what that ability does they charge so that like line of models we had last turn after my my deva killed ma yeah after after my deva killed ma and then charged another test subject to try and keep it from charging ivan and ended up flipping really luckily on that what he needed to to kill it. Uh, he then did his bonus action to mimic uh, something, and I cheated in the mask to place in base contact with it, thinking, okay, cool, I, I will place and hold these guys in in place, hopefully. But the twitchy? I need Twi- to look up. Uh, scamper. Scamper, that's the one, thank you. Uh, but... We, I, I had the timing on when Scamper would happen versus the free attack I had off that different than I thought I did. So, yeah, that turned into other test subjects moving away from where I wanted them and ended up getting them a free out-of-activation charge on Ivan, which is what I was trying to stop, which was... <laughs> it, it was ridiculous to watch. I, I wish we were doing it on the table to actually see these test subjects just bouncing around. It would have been even more hilarious. Yeah, that that was probably the the big moment. Overall, it was just that that line in the middle is turned into a meat grinder, ultimately. Vernon Wells grabbed, came around the rock and grabbed the symbol for me that turn, and Ava is set up to grab the one in the upper right-hand corner uh, as well. Uh, First time I've gotten Glimpse the Void to work on Vernon Wells' attack, so I got his rooster rider buried for most of the turn, but now it's literally squished Vernon Wells up against the rock. So for me to get the fourth symbol, I'll have to either kill it, which I should probably do anyway, because it's low on wounds and it's hitting real hard because of that, and then move down that way, or I have to like rocket jump over him and disengage. Okay, so nothing, yeah, pretty much the same for you. Nothing too terribly surprising, either both beneficial or uh, bad, uh, poorly. Obviously, outside of the burying of the rooster rider, which is. And it sounds like a nice surprise for you. Mm-hmm. Ivan took a looks like a bit of a beating. Yeah, I'm I'm down to just above half wounds, and currently where he's sitting, I have no shadow markers I can eat because that is an aura. And these test subjects wanting to be in base contact with me and using Mordrake to block line of sight to the couple near me, uh, that's not great. But I do have a concealing forest up on top of the hill that I'm in range to jump to next turn. So this might be a turn of get the heck away from everybody and just start shooting. I didn't summon off anything this last turn either because it was everything I was aiming at was was test subjects and they're without their injured trickery. They're too low to summon off of, but I need them dead. So right now we're looking at three to one in favor of you. Although that is technically mentioned before four to one because of uh, assassinate being guaranteed. Second point. What do you think are his schemes? Cause he hasn't declared either. With me being one above 
assassinate threshold for Ivan uh, and him going as hard as he has into him. I, if he doesn't have assassinate, I will pay him five dollars. I'm betting that, and the more I'm looking at it, the the more I think, okay, he definitely couldn't. He he could have done catch and release before he killed Gibson, so that's out. Gibson died this turn, by the way, and that's honestly a big turning point for the the DUA crew because Gibson is such a utility point. He's also where the the healing for outside of Ivan's six inch bubble that's just for non Ivan Umbra's healing. So now that Gibson's out, that's another thing that makes me think he has assassinate. The more I'm looking at it, the more I think he probably has vendetta. And I'm betting it's on the nocturne, but if that's the case, and I'm if he took it on the nocturne, I'm betting it would be the uh, lucky effigy to do it. Since the effigy's now the emissary, he can't get the first point because I'm down to two wounds. So he's just going to get one point for that by killing it at this point. So that's it. if I'm right about that, that's good news. That means I've essentially equaled out the two points I was down for losing the operative turn one for Vendetta. All right. Uh, anything else of not? Otherwise, we're going to go ahead and get to turn four. I think that's it. All right. Cool. We'll get Nate back. Thanks. Mm-hmm. With the end of turn four, we have Nate here, and uh, man, seems like a lot of things have happened, and no, nothing has really happened as well. Why don't you explain what's what's going on with the Trixie crew? Um, yeah, so early early turn, we did a couple trades. He got initiative, uh, which happens when you have two pass tokens, and I don't have Ma anymore with Ill Omens. Uh, so he activated Vernon and Wells and murdered my chicken. So I was down a rooster and an activation. Uh, but I went ahead and traded and used activated gluttony to kill the nocturne. So I should be able to score my vendetta since he's dead now. Beyond that, we just kind of clashed in the middle. He spent most of his time trying to keep Ivan safe, um, which then he got Ivan away. Ivan has run off to the cliff with the lighthouse and he's up in a concealing forest just kind of raining down black soul stones on my face. Ow. Yeah, not fun. Although they haven't been doing much damage, I've been passing my duels, but that's also, you know, barely scraping by. I had to cheat to keep the little lass alive because I still want her to be able to push models if I need it. She's only got two wounds left because she took one black soul stone to the face. Then I actually used the little lass to bonk the Deva who we summoned last or a couple turns ago. Um, got some wounds off of it, but it basically ran off and was trying to stop me from scoring my symbols. I got a soul stone back with the soul stone miner and buried him, which was actually important because I needed that soul stone for Bryn to use get in there, uh, the trigger on his sober up. So I gave Gluttony a focus and pushed my test subject out of engagement so that he could on his turn walk and grab me a symbol for this turn. That was a close call. I was... Not quite sure how I was going to get out with that Deva, and then I saw that trigger, and I was like, okay, all right, I've got a plan now. Yay. Um, I forgot that Bryn's pulling the strings bonus action uh, can only affect minions, because I was going to try to have Gluttony do an action, have him do maddening drums against Ivan to try to get my assassinate point, because Ivan is still at six wounds running away, because obviously Roman has figured out, either figured out I have assassinate or is just playing under the assumption that it's a possibility. So hopefully I can at least get one point from assassinate next turn. He has no way to heal. 
So unless he goes with Ivan first and runs away, I should be able to get Gluttony to do a ping of Assassinate, and then I can literally ignore Ivan for the rest of the game because I can only score the one point from it, I think. Yeah, you can only score one per turn on anything. So Yep. So if I can get that one ping off of Ivan and let him be at half wounds, that's fine. I can get my point there and getting my Vendetta point. Um, And then I ran my Lucky Emissary off to the bottom right corner. He should be able to score me a symbol for next turn. Basically looking at pulling this into a draw. The only way I have a win is... I don't think I have a win, actually. He's gotten three symbols and an assassinate and he'll have yeah so i have to i'm playing for a draw at this point and the only way that happens is if i can unbury the soulstone miner to block the last symbol that he needs from me yeah if i can do that i can get a draw okay anything anything else of interest anything go really poorly or you think you got this you're you already got this kid the, the fifth turn figured out i don't know about figured out it's just going to be timing of initiative he still hasn't declared his last scheme Yes, which is concerning, but I'm just, it's giving me that slight hope that it's a vendetta. Okay. Because I haven't lost much that he could score off of unless he put vendetta against the rooster. And I'm hopefully have killed whatever was trying to score vendetta off the rooster. I don't know. Th- that, that's, that's definitely an X element that I can't really account for. I don't have a good, there's no good read on what he could be going for with no information at this point. Unless it's like a take prisoner or something, and I really can't do much about that. So. Well, if you don't have anything else, we're going to go ahead and bring in Roman and then finish up this last turn. Oh, uh, one last thing, last relevant thing that happened was I managed to get more Drake off the table and Roman obviously didn't do the take two damage to bring him back. He just let him die. So, oh, yeah, more Drake's out of the way as well. So that's really about it for this turn. Okay, cool. Thanks. Okay, end of turn four, Roman. Why don't we get a recap from the DUA side of things? Okay, uh, started off by essentially balancing out, do I need to get Ivan away from the test subject that is beating up on him uh, in the middle first, or do I need to get Vernon and Wells to kill the, the rooster rider that is beating up on them? And I went ahead with Vernon and Wells, uh, which worked out, killed the rooster, and moved towards the uh, last symbol, because later in the turn, Ava took the, the north corner symbol and headed started heading back towards the action. And then I got lucky, because Nate uh, did not give in to his presumed bloodlust with the lucky emissary and start trying to tie up Vernon and Wells. Instead, he headed the emissary over towards the far right corner for mine which means essentially both of us are getting that last symbol next turn uncontested and then in the time that that gave me i got ivan to shade step away to a handy forest up on the northern hill and so ivan uh with that time jumped away to the forest on the northern hill which is well out of out of everyone's immediate range uh, Nate spent the rest of the turn kind of either moving people towards Ivan a little bit or uh, using some really nice plays with Bryn to get the test subjects remaining away from the Deva and more, well, specifically the Deva who I'd moved over to try and lock down that test subject, moved him out of engagement to pick up the uh, symbol this turn for him. 
and then the final test subject beat on Mordrake until he died, uh, which I let him die because again, I'm I'm at this point I'm pretty sure it's assassinate. Like I don't know what else he'd be doing, and Ivan's hanging on it one point over half. So I, if I'm right, I just denied that point. And if Ivan's turn this turn is essentially rain down as much hellfire and then drop a shadow off the back of the hill and jump to that shadow. I, that's a good turn for me. If I can do that before he gluttonies me into the shadow next to me that I put down as emergency uh, funds. Yeah. Sounds like things didn't go all too bad for you this turn. Uh, no, there, it was, it was dicey based on timing and I, I just got lucky based on the timing of who activated when, uh, if he'd gone with the test subject next to Ivan, early and done a couple attacks and i i only had one shadow marker to eat at that point over there and if he if he pushed through two attacks he gets the first point of assassinate and so it was it was literally just which order are you activating things in and do you have this things to push through those two attacks before he leaves and he left first okay what kind of things are you looking for in to the next turn uh the last turn to get done to secure your victory or go from there. So this is a tricky one because the way the, the points stand now, we're currently at four to two. Really that's five to two because assassinate the second point's going to ting at the, at the end of the game from Ma. If my gut guess that I've had since last turn or so of he had vendetta on the nocturne is right. He's got another secret point because he killed it, but not apparently with, he, he didn't do any damage to it with whatever he actually took Vendetta on it with, if I'm right about that. So we're really at a 5-3 if that's the case. And he didn't declare whatever his other scheme is. So I'm, I'm kind of in the dark, unless I'm right that it's Assassinate Vendetta. And if that's the case, my game plan this turn is have Ivan go early, do as much annoying damage as possible, hopefully take out at least one of the test subjects, so that he has fewer things to try and move around with Bryn or Little Lass. Honestly, if I can take out Little Lass, that helps just as much. And then get Ivan off jumping to a, a shadow that I'll put down on the back of the hill if I can. If I can do that, that's a good thing. And other than that, it's it's just Vernon Wells is going to walk over and pick up the symbol in the corner. And the Deva is going to try and lock up the other test subject again. And if Eva can get in and mix it up with a few people just to annoy him, I'm good with that too. This might be a turn to to jump her back in, charge in, and put lockdown, or rather uh, lock away on one of the markers that Gluttony and Bryn are around, because then they have to, all, all they can do is either walk or disengage from her while they're in that aura, which is a bit dicey, but... I'm not going to lose any points if she dies, if, you know, something else happens, but also the, the, that is something I want to do a little later because Ivan needs to get out first, I think is the, the key here. Yeah. So it sounds like order of operations here is pretty important this last turn. So, uh, I guess let's see you in the next round, turn five and, uh, see how the game went. Sounds good. Right. Welcome back. End of round five and a round five that actually needed to happen because it really kind of came down to the wire for these two gentlemen. 
I think we'll have Nate go ahead and recap what happened uh, turn five for the Trixie crew, and then we'll follow up with Roman. And then after that, uh, we'll talk about the end of the game, the final total results, who won, and uh, what we thought about DUA versus Trixie. And yeah, yeah screw it. I'm going to call them Do I like calling them Do I deal with it? All right, no, Nathan, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so Roman won initiative again, um, and basically pieced Ivan the hell out of there, which very wise because he obviously sussed out my assassinate or was again playing playing against it as a potential thing. So Ivan killed the little ass and completely pieced out. And in the end, there was no way I was getting anything over to him. I tried a couple things, but that wasn't going to happen. So I took the opportunity to pop my Soulstone Miner back up and block off his last or my last symbol of authority from Vernon and Wells, which seemed to throw Roman for a bit of a loop. Back in the main fight, uh, we had the Deva come back in. Um, and with a couple combined attacks from one of my test subjects, we took that out of the way. Um, and then Ava came in and basically locked down Bryn and Gluttony with her, what's that ability called, Roman? Lock away. Lock away, yeah. Between lock away and her two-inch reach with her whip, Gluttony and Bryn were, for the most part, out of the rest of the game. So I tried to disengage with Gluttony. I was trying to use his uh, maddening drums on the test subjects on one of them to try to get some extra movement. He was not able to get out of the, the lock away circle with his one, with his disengage. So he had nothing he could do to impact the game. Um, I sent Bryn to kind of do the same. I had him do a, uh, he, he actually got out of the, the circle and was able to bonus action to pull the strings on the test subject, but I just didn't have enough room to get to Ivan. And I remembered he also had a shadow marker. So even if I did get one attack on him, that's no damage. So no dice there. And the last most important thing that kind of happened was Vernon and Wells went, dropped their shockwave, which pushed my soulstone miner out from in front of the symbol. And with, a hair of space, Vernon was able to get in, do an inter- drop a card for an interact, and pick up his last symbol for the Roman win. Spoilers. Yeah, which, which quite honestly, I was surprised by. Like, I, I, as we went further on in the game, I was really thinking this was going to end up tying out or you pulling ahead by a point. Hmm. Well, go ahead, Roman. Tell us your side of the uh, turn five. Yeah, my my side. Nate covered really the the high points, like. The the fact that I actually won initiative against him, which is a rare thing. Well, it was important, so <laughs> uh, that's fair. When when I want to win initiative against him, it doesn't matter. It's when I need to win initiative, it it happens on occasion. But yeah, that that allowed me to, as he said, basically remove the little less just by men damage and removing a his ability to move somebody towards where Ivan was going, and then drop a shadow marker behind the hill, jump to that and hang out with that and the rock that he was hiding behind the, you, you really threw me for a loop with the soulstone miner popping up on the defending the last, uh, the last symbol. And I really, I, I realized that the one way 
either way, Vernon and Wells had to potentially remove it from the from their path was a gamble because both required you to fail a a target number, and one of those required me to have a particular suit which I did not have in hand. So I I said, okay, I'm going to have to do that later to try and gamble that you don't have the the card in hand to pass the test to make you move. Really, the rest of the turn for me was either sitting on my pass tokens or getting Ava to jump in and yeah, just turn off Bryn and Gluttony, which again, I there were some ridiculous flips on on my part to stop you from disengaging or to rather shorten the disengaging range on both of them because both of them have uh, negatives when you attack them, uh, like on disengaging strikes, that she does not ignore. Both times uh, you tried it, I flipped the doubles of the same numbers, so the, the negatives didn't matter other than I couldn't cheat, and they were both high. Both yeah. times you did this. Like it was 12 12 and 10 10. And then on the negative flip, I remember on gluttony for the actual quote unquote damage, as long as I got negative or as long as I got minimum there, you were fine. And I, I on a negative flip, flipped double, double moderates. moderates. Yeah. yeah. So that, that right there was a, a nice bit of luck that outside of that I, I actually what were you warning what were you going to do uh, if either of them got out that's what i was really wondering the play was and part of it was i didn't know if you maybe had a uh, take prisoner or something on one of them so i didn't want them engaged at the end of the game mm. but beyond that um if i had gotten them both out of that circle quicker like if i'd gotten gluttony out on one go i could have done um maddening drums on one of the test subjects and but instead of pushing towards a marker, they can declare a charge. So oh. I charge forward, and then I go with Bryn, do pull the strings, get another five inch move, maybe get in towards Ivan. But then I again totally forgot there was a shadow marker, and that's he's basically the only threat I would have had for Ivan would have been Gluttony, and Gluttony was stuck. Mm, okay, and I didn't have the movement to get Gluttony on top of that cliff where I could see him and try to make him eat that last shadow. Okay, got it. So yeah, I, I I made the right play there of getting Eva in there, but even then there was a good amount of luck stopping you from getting stuff up there to affect me. Because ultimately you you needed to do one point of damage to Ivan to get that one yeah. uh, assassinate point. Correct. Okay. Ultimately, ultimately, and it's it always it always clutches on her, the little lass killing her was is she's so good because <laughs> mm-hmm. if she hadn't died if you just pieced ivan up to that top corner that's me pushing gluttony up he climbs up on the cliff and then uses his focused attack to have ivan eat that shadow yeah and that was really more what i was expecting you to, to go for and i i this turn uh in locking both of them down forgot that bryn couldn't make gluttony do that but i remembered that the last could and i knew i could i could take her out as opposed to either one of the test subjects was was a much dicier thing those are really good <laughs> yeah they're fun models yeah no i i want to see them on the table more because i need to figure out how to deal with them more effectively yeah so that that's really really the layout there and and again a last piece of luck that the game hinged on i basically waited you out until the last activation was vernon and wells making sure you had as many cards out of your hand as i could try and help you along with cheated in their uh shockwave 
which if you take damage on it, pushes you two inches away from the shockwave marker. So I was able to get a good angle on putting the shockwave down to push the soulstone miner out of the way. You needed a nine and you had literally just the last activation cheated a 10. Yep. So if I had done that at all earlier, yeah, that, that doesn't happen. And then Vernon Wells is uniquely fit to do this because I had to then onward regular walk. And after a walk, they can discard a card to do the interact action, which yeah, had to work out perfectly. And I had card left. Yeah, that that is an efficient model, and we will be seeing a lot of it once people realize what it what it's capable of. Yeah, and they're not they're not heavy hitters, and they cannot they're they're not a leaper. They can't leap out of engagement because of the way the the trigger for their quote unquote leap works. It's still a walk model, so they have some weaknesses, but they're definitely if you can if you can move them correctly. And, and really utilize their defensive capabilities and get them to interact at the right time. They are amazing. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, 15, 15 inches and, and interact is nothing to sneeze at on oh, any yeah. model. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, so we have a final score of 6-4. to four. Yes, Roman is our victor. Congratulations. Thank you. Department of Ungentlemanly Yay. Affairs. Yay! All right. Go ahead and go over strategies that definitely did work throughout the game and strategies that definitely did not work throughout the game and uh, how that changed up your your overall plans. Well, step one, um, bringing bringing 12 cups of coffee on Ma, that was very intentional, and playing against myself by blocking her sightline to Ivan was, uh, I feel like, the first big mistake I made. Yeah, I super appreciate you doing that, by the way. Yeah, that was, um, that feels real dumb looking back at that. Do you think it cost you the game? Uh, very possibly, because Ivan locked down for a turn or two more is at least one point of assassinate, if not both. Mm-hmm. Especially with everyone I had there with, like, that was like the full brunt of my force and my charge was in that moment. So if I had Ivan down for another turn where he is just locked in this soup of test subjects and gluttony and ma, all just wailing on him, I think he goes down. But giving him that avenue to escape like a good spy was uh, ultimately my downfall. I mean, you can't say for certain, but it really kind of feels like giving him that, giving that, giving that opportunity to escape was uh, not in the best interest. Uh, besides that, the three test subjects were, were good. I, I like them. They're, they're great models. This is my first time actually finally getting them into a game. I feel like maybe running all three is a bit overkill, but... You got work out of them. I was going to say, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on that, Roman, because... <laughs> they, they, they caused me some stress, shall we say. Like there, there were no good options for me to target in this crew. Like I could summon off gluttony if I waited for him to go first, or if I put effort into getting focus or, you know, give up a neg or give up a positive. Same with Bryn, except I couldn't wait for him to go. He was just going to have that on there, especially after you killed my operative. Cause my operative could get around both of those, but not when they're one shot turn one. And the, the test subjects I was just looking at, I'm like, these guys, I can hit them all day. But if I'm just doing two damage, like this is a fairly elite crew, like the way it was, the way I had it built anyway, and I, not in the number of models, but in 
where they needed to go, the amount of models I could bring to pressure the test subjects was fairly elite. And I would have put all of my effort into like bringing one of them down over the course of several turns. Which is what happened, actually. Only one of them died. Exactly. And the other two, like, you give me another turn and nothing else to do, yeah, I'll bring them down, but that doesn't get me points, and it just eats up a lot of resources, which is honestly a really good way to deal with this crew. Yeah. Yeah, so you you having them, and, and I had to be aware of, like, I can't cheat because Scamper, I cheated one time, and that turned into, like, a pinball game. And, that turned oh, into, God. like, 20 minutes of activations. <laughs> it really did. Oh man, no, and I, yeah, and I got lucky on that turn on a lot of flips of just like, yes, I'm hitting you anyway. Sweet. I don't have to cheat. I'm not going to cause four other moves and charges. Great. Yeah, just just because I had so much of it, this is probably the most cognizant I've been of Scamper in a, in a while playing Ma. Yeah, no, I Scamper is a is a defense and a a, a resource sink all itself because I can look at all the cards in my hand and go okay, I have cards I can cheat, but what can you, you are, you are draining my RAM in my brain to figure out what you can possibly do if I cheat. Yeah. So they were, they were not unsurmountable, but they were definitely a problem. And I think with more, once you have probably four or five games more against Ivan, you won't have, you won't make that one big mistake you did that caused enough just enough avenue for me to squeak away and you'll be able to apply the pressure even better and that will make all the difference in the world yeah yeah what what else did you have uh strategy wise or thing tactical wise there we go that's a good way those were my kind of my two big ones um other than that i mean i had i was maybe a bit weak on the lower flank but you dedicated the nocturne into the fight which was kind of good for me in a way. Yeah, I that was a calculated risk of the more I looked at it, just and, and part of this was the pool. Like this was a, a kind of a painful pool to play into versus your crew, and I'm I'm imagining the same on the opposite end as well. Oh yeah. Like let them bleed is is honestly I'm I'm looking back at it, I think that might have been a better call for you than than assassinate. But it's still not an easy strat or easy scheme, rather. Right, and the only issue with that is you're you're like with Ava and Vernon, like you're always gonna have your crew, especially has models that are gonna be way out there. Yeah, like they're they're I'd have to dedicate time to getting to them. Like I didn't even look at Ava until the last turn when she came in and locked me down. Mm-hmm. Well, and and my thought on let them bleed is it's it's a really hard one to get both points on. Yeah, but I think you could have easily gotten the one by essentially with the rooster rider, just pick the things that are going to be running off to the side, move just enough to hit them and shoot them once. And you, you can even ignore one of them right? uh, because you need more than one like that. That might've been a better choice. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll have a different like talk about exactly kind of how to deal with, with the DUA and what, what I think as the DUA player, you did really well and, things I would recommend to either turn more into or tweak, but yeah, no, that I think you did, you did well, but the reason I brought the nocturne up because the more I looked at the pool, the more I was guessing you had vendetta. And the more I thought about it, I was betting you had it on the nocturne, which is why you took out the operative so early because you wanted a, a clear, obvious, like 
all I have down here to shoot at is this. You can't be suspicious of it. And the more I thought on that front, and this was, this was an educated guess, but it was a guess, is you were taking the lovely effigy to emissary cheese for that scheme, which is great. And I was just like, I got to get the Nocturne away from the emissary. He's not going to stand up to that. Yeah. And that's, that's the only thing is like thinking back on it. Like most of the time, I, especially if I'm doing Vendetta, I'll play just for the one point for the final. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't even worried about the end of that second point. And I wish I'd just taken it on the operative just because that's an easier model to kill. Yeah. <laughs> and I totally realized that, but I got the Nocturne anyways. So same result, different model. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so you got an idea of your strategies and stuff. Um, no, actually, I should probably do mine a little bit more because I, I kind of talked on Nate's. I didn't really talk on mine. How rude. I know. I'm a bad person. So on, on my front, it was very much like I got to draw attention to the center of the board so Ava can come in that little bit to get that first symbol without all your test subjects running up and just ganking her, which is kind of what I was worried about doing, especially when I was running out of activations and whatnot early turn one, and you would put the pit trap up that way, your initial one, and I was like, are you sending them up there to protect it? Because that's not great for me. Please don't. But I got one once you started focusing in on Ivan with that, that was the first clue I had that you were going for assassinate. But it, it worked for me because it allowed him to be a big distraction and Ava to jump up there and, and effectively set up to get only not only that next point turn, but the one turn four. Yeah. And that allowed me to, I, and, and essentially I was, I had enough points set up in this game or in, in these crew, in this crew to make sure I got the strat between her and Vernon Wells and the, the botanist. I'm like, I know not all three of these are going to go, but I, I have enough models dedicated to it that have a little utility outside of it that I could just focus on that and then essentially go center hold which which worked by the skin of my teeth but it worked yeah no i really liked your your runner setup like I, that was very it was very efficient and i was not i wasn't like i knew i had a vague idea what ava and vernon and wells could do but i was not expecting the sheer just efficiency of them to get across and just kind of work their way in towards those those markers that was really really well executed thank you Ivan has, Ivan has, he just has a, a lot of efficiency. It's, it, yeah. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, it's, it's flexibility. Like they have most of his, his crew, the, especially the humans have a, they have a couple different gears they can do and you won't necessarily see them do all of them in a given game, but they can change as they need. Like Ava, I, I very much was like, you're not going to do anything involving the rest of the table until maybe turn four or five. You're going to go get me those strats. Turn four or five, you can come back in and, and either lock somebody down, or if there's a deva or a summon or something with concealing, you can start shooting into melee and not do big damage. Like It's not super spiky. Everything in the crew is at most two, three, four. 
but they get enough positives on their range that most other people consider negatives that it's consistent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The question I don't have on the notes for some reason, what would you have done differently with your crew selection or your scheme selection? Uh, uh, let me see the scheme pool. Let me take a look at that, because I think that's maybe maybe not going for assassinate. Part of it was just to see... Not, I mean, not if it was possible, but just to just to see if I could get in there and get Ivan, which could have worked if I again played better. Uh, maybe going in for, you know, maybe maybe let them bleed instead of assassinate. But I still kind of liked assassinate with what I had. It definitely pressured me. I think I think again running the same crew slightly differently, you have assassinate, and this is. That's the first time I've brought Ivan and been actually concerned about it. Like he is really good into assassinate as far as denial. There's no denying that. Yeah. I think I could have pushed gluttony forward a bit earlier and started trying to make, make the pressure with him. But other than that, and probably would drop one of the test subjects and tinker with some stones in that area. I think two would be enough to do what I needed to do with them. And slip something else in. Not quite sure what it would be, but I feel like I could find something. Maybe throw an upgrade on something and have a few more stones. I think, I think, yeah, I think going into the game with only two stones with assassinate in the pool was a bit of a oversight, even with a soulstone miner in the crew. So if I throw, if I throw a test subject out and put inferiority complex or actually, yeah, like inferiority complex on the, um, on the bird, on the rooster, or on gluttony or something, or a trench coat to deny charges. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, especially with all this terrain, all this height two terrain, if I put um, a trench coat on gluttony, he's size three, he gets a lot more vantage points. Ooh, yeah, no, that, that would have hurt. That would have been nice, actually. So maybe that, given the terrain, give gluttony some extra line of sight. Yeah, that would have hurt. What about you, Roman? Uh, as is, the, the main thing I would have changed is either not put Vendetta on the operative and put it on maybe the Nocturne. Yeah, I think, I think the operative's a bit soft for a crew that does a lot of damage against defense like mine does. Yeah. You have to really defend it, whereas the Nocturne, I was less sure I could kill as a defense six that always has concealment. Yeah. When my my issue was I did not respect the the 14 inch gun on the mobile rooster as I should have. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's been too long since I've seen him on the table. Honestly, you need to play by you more often, and we need to play more often. But yeah, no, I I one more activation, and if the rooster hadn't come forward, the operative was moving and getting behind the little kind of hut in the middle, and that would have saved it a bit. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah. I, I think putting that on the Nocturne, because the Nocturne, it's going to, it's either going to get in there and eat Gluttony, because that was the other thing. I I probably could have picked a better Vendetta target than Gluttony, but Gluttony was such a big threat to a lot of my tech that I needed to survive Assassinate that I, my plan, like turn one, was if I can hit Gluttony repeatedly after he goes... I will just kill him and play for one point. That didn't happen, but that was the mindset I was in. And that should tell you everything you need to know about like Bayou players bring gluttony against Ivan. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, I don't. I don't think I would ever play against Ivan in Bayou without Gluttony. He's so good, mm-hmm. just as a threat. Yeah, but yeah, the the and, and you know me, I'm not generally an overly aggressive player, and I don't normally like assassinate. But when I saw you only had two stones, and I know like I don't have good games against Ma if she stays on the table. Yeah, so no, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna push for it and go for it. Uh, so I'd keep that. But either change the vendetta target or now I, I think I go for for change the vendetta target because I figured based on the the map all your henchmen are going to clump up enough that catch and release isn't going to go and neither is take prisoner for the same reason. And I feel I, like you I feel like you go for the rooster with the operative or the nocturne. Hmm, that's fair. Like, that's you fair. know, you like looking at my crew, you know, I'm going to try to be using the rooster to get through to symbols. So I'm coming to you with it. It's not like running away and it's fairly fragile. So I feel like if you go at it with the operative, you have a good shot at getting your, getting at least your first point, if not the second after you kill it and hide away. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Good call. Okay. So I guess we can get into the uh, additional part of this recording is that uh, we were initially attempting to show you that uh, Ivan isn't that scary. And we ended up not doing that. Not doing a great <laughs> job of that. So, okay, Roman, you're the person who's played him the most here. Honest feelings. Do you think he needs any sort of nerf? Ultimately, and I'll just get this out of the way for, for simplicity's sake. I think it's too early to tell because Outside of playtesters, I don't know of anybody who's had like at least five to ten games against him. And he is the keyword is definitely one that is tricky to tech against for several reasons. And you do need to tech against them to have a hope of, of having a good one because they are well put together. That said, if slash when he gets nerfed, I think because of the keyword system, it's going to be tricky to really change any one thing in there because they'd have to change a lot of stuff. So I think if they, if they were to change him, they would either make black mirror, which allows he and Mordrake to say, I don't want that condition. When somebody gives it to me, I'll give it to my better half. They would either make that like a once per activation or once per turn or the same thing with dark deception, which is the remove a friendly shadow marker to reduce the damage to zero. Uh, Those would be the two easiest changes to make i think that said ivan is only 11 wounds so i i think especially the dark deception change you got to be they would have to be careful with that or else suddenly he's he's tissue paper and this is a, this is a thing i i like to mention especially for for newer players when they're coming from like 40k or warmer hordes where it's very kill kill and that's how you win that's not not everything in malifo is killy and that's part of the charm and that's what i love about it and that means there are things that for control purposes, like control style crews, for them to be good at their job, they have to be tricky to use. But if the, if the player using them is good at doing that, they have to be better at controlling than they are at dying, essentially. And usually because they're control, they're outside of their very specific strengths, squishy. So yeah, I, long way of getting to it. Black Mirror or Dark Deception would be the two things I could see them changing fairly easily to to give him a nudge down if it ends up being necessary. But 
I think it's too early to call on that one, mm-hmm. though I, I do know. I, I recognize that it's a tough matchup and that's very easy early on to go, this is too good. I would like to, to not feel like I need to take a calculus class and a, an art of war, like sleeping with it under my pillow every night for a week before I play against this. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot of information we don't have and that needs to show up. Like I know what I can do against Ivan that does a decent job, but I don't know if Karis is too specific of a counter or if there is reliable tech in every faction that you can bring against Ivan that works. That's kind of the information we're waiting for here to suss out. Because, like, Ma, uh, Nate, brought a lot of counter stuff to Ivan and admittedly kind of botched it a little bit, shutting him down. But hopefully, you know, people will learn from his mistake there. But, you know, that's just that's just two factions out of, out of eight. What's everyone else got that they can bring to uh, turn him off? Because the thing is, is, like, Ivan is, reminds me a lot of Leviticus, where if you lose to him, it feels really hopeless like there is nothing you could have done to beat him kind of a thing which is what i think people are feeling right now but let's quickly go through him and like what we learned here or what we know here we can point out here and it's like hey this is what you can do different this is how you can beat him or beat this particular model just you know general advice like ava uh gibson you just kill them yeah step step one to defeating ivan kill gibson yeah Get to get to Gibson, whatever way possible. Yeah, and just just with that Ava lockdown thing, ah, oh, that's that's just gonna be very be very aware of that. Yeah, that's gonna catch that's gonna catch people off because because you're, you're not gonna stop it. She's got a oh, secret tunnel, secret passage, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, so you're just going to have to make sure you don't have literally everyone in your crew caught out by that aura and then when she shows her face uh just beat her up mm-hmm. oh wait no she can she can she can pass it in and then pass it out and it still applies doesn't it yes really what i would say there for for that it is a mm-hmm. bonus action so if you can stun her re- really this whole crew hates stunned mm-hmm. that's why the uh summoned upgrades on the on the shadows on the umbra gives them stunned instead of slow i think is a lot of what this crew does is it's good actions, but it's the triggers that make them both really flavorful and make them function. It's the, it's the stun. So the Dave only gets three attacks on its, uh, the turn it comes in instead of four. Uh, yes. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a little salt, little salt from Doug on that. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, fair. Uh, that said, I, I would say I'm probably 50, 50 on summon Deva actually getting, a turn or surviving past the turn they come in. Uh, like they, they do draw a lot of fire mm-hmm. uh, because of that. And that's by design, I think, because it's suddenly I'm, I'm giving you a distraction to give the, give, take the heat off Ivan and your best job, I think in most cases is to ignore that and keep dealing with, well, not Ivan, but Gibson. Mm-hmm. I mean, even then that's, that's where the efficiency comes in, because Ivan's not only hitting you with an attack, he's also getting the summon off, and that summon is seven wounds. Admittedly, no reduction in, in that, but you know, the, the age-old complaint about whether or not summoners are broken, where Ivan here actually, you know, instead of it just being an action summon, that action's also dealing damage or other stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, only seven wounds, and 
not that hard to take down. I think spike damage for mm-hmm. everyone in the crew except Ivan is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ivan, you go the other route and do lots of small bits of damage where, you know, if he's dropping shadow markers to get rid of them. Yeah, just wait wait a fire for Ivan and then big spike damage for everyone else, really. Yep. Gibson, or or irreducible on Ivan, because he it is reducible to to uh, yeah. reduce that to zero. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. But yeah, you know, Gibson probably target number one, just just for all that healing he could possibly put on Ivan. Mm-hmm. The other thing I I want to mention is this crew is really two crews because it is DUA and Umbra. Mm-hmm. And both of those have very different defensive mechanisms. And you, one thing I think is going to be, it's going to take a little time to to really key in for every individual player on what to do against this crew. Not every faction can deal with the whole crew of the DUA in the same ways. Some factions are going to love going for Ivan because they have blow it to hell and they can do that and then just min three damage shotgun to the face several times outcasts. So hopefully Ava doesn't then follow it up with locking down that blow it to hell marker. Yeah. Well, and at that point, if, if the blow it to hell marker is there and they're set up to where they can just shoot him, that's, that's a uh, activation later and you're, you're not going to take him down in an activation, but pressure. Yeah, exactly. And ultimately that's something that this crew hides really well. It's still a summoning crew. And in addition to that, they have decent number of, of target numbers or suits they want. Pressure their hand every way you can, which is, in, in my experience, something that helps against summoning crews in general. And I think this crew helps too. Any way you can break apart their efficiency, which actually, oh man, I just thought of something. So Ivan has a, a six inch bubble, says Umbras that activate within this that aren't him heal too at the start of their activation. I didn't get that to work this entire game because of gluttony and big brain Bryn. I did not want to be within like, I I wanted to shoot them from my full 10 inch range away as Ivan. And that meant that my summons coming in were less efficient. So you had more chance to just kill them. And I, there were turns I didn't summon because I needed to do more damage than bring in stuff and keep giving you pass tokens. But though that's something of just if you can make Ivan deal with you at at further range than that six ish inches to where he can keep supporting his summons, that is it's a little bit of help. And the way you're going to deal with this crew is to figure out what little bits of help you can stack for yourself to make the the Umber crew and the DUA crew have to work harder to complete their their heist or whatever shady job they're doing. Botanist healing five is bullshit. <laughs> you don't have to have that in. I just like I want to bring it up. It's like that's really, really good. Yeah, no, I, I hadn't. I, I honestly hadn't gotten a grim feast off with them before this game, and I was really happy that I, I lucked into that severe flip on the heel. I don't. I don't. I don't know if it. I don't know if it's broken because they don't hit very hard at all. I mean, they're still good schemers. And, you know, do a little bit of control slash denial by removing markers. But yeah, um, if you ever come across a botanist, just make sure you either kill them in one activation or you don't give them a corpse marker to eat. Because, yeah, for the cost of one severe, they're healing five. And that's, that's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. 
And even if you give them, if, if you give them a scrap or a, a terrain marker, they're still healing one off of it just by removing yeah. it. it. Not even if they're removing it, if it is removed within four inches of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, that, yeah, that five was a big spike heal. Yeah. He ended up not doing anything great except for taking punishment. Yeah. Do, do we need to talk about how to beat Vernon and Wells or is just a, don't let them run on, run all over the board. Avoid shielded is the main thing. And and again, onwards a walk action. So if you can lock them down, mm-hmm. they, it 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 really hurts them. If you can actually like put someone in their way or chase them down and actually catch them. Yeah. Now the the trick behind that is their shockwave marker or their shockwave is not a gun, so they can do it in melee. Right. So Fine. they they can essentially shockwave themselves and only take one damage if they still have their shielded but they then have to have a five to make it happen and have another either lucky low flip or have another low card to throw at it to, to lose and get out. It is, it's draining that resource. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else we want to say about uh, Ivan or how to beat him? I mean, we could, we could talk, I, I could go over every individual model and be like, here's what this model hates. But I, I think we're going to be, I, I think we've said what we, wanted to to get people to look for that themselves and i'm i'm sure craig will have a deep dive out on this sooner rather than later okay yeah good idea i mean hey just try stuff like that was the whole point of this game for me especially was like what what's three test subjects gonna do and then also tech in you know the extra the extra goodness of gluttony and all that I mean, yeah, we never discussed that because Roman seemed to be doing all right, but completely denying him from getting a Brock Inspector out isn't nothing. Yeah, like my whole crew was designed on there was one model he could get a Brock Inspector on, and that just wasn't going to happen as long as Unless there were cards in hand. You got too much injured on a test subject. <laughs> yeah, or or yeah, I totally forgot that that actually literally raises the stat. So, right. Thank you, listeners, for listening, and thank you, Roman. Happy to help, Doug. Thanks for having us. It was a fun game. And thank you, Nate. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Roman, for the game. Yeah, we should do this more often. Yep. Yeah, all right. And oh, which one? Fun is yeah. The fun is always yeah. And as I was say, not specifically for best laid plans. Fun is always king. Enjoy your games, folks. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. Music used in this production are Onion Capers, Marty Got's a Plan, and Five Card Shuffle. All music is created by Kevin McLeod and is used under Creative Commons.